Hello everyone, you're on the line with Nimbus Gaming. I am your host, Nimbus, and today marks the beginning of the group stages for the International. And what a day it has been. Who would have thought we'd have seen some of the results we've seen? We've seen we saw TNC 2-0 Wings Gaming. We saw EG 1-1 with OG, 1-1 with Wings Gaming, and now V, a team that seemed to be riding a high after winning the Star Ladder Invitational 2-0. So, shout out to my boys in blue. Yes, I, uh, I'm an EG. I, I cheer for EG. They're, they're my team. So, but I also cheer for good Dota, and today was jam-packed with it. Because of, you know, there just aren't enough hours in the day, I was not able to catch all of the group stages games, or all the group stages games. I saw all the group stage games. Uh, there we go. I'm, I'm, I'll get it. I'll get it. Don't worry. The Wings Gaming looked unpredictable, and um, somewhat coordinated as usual. And at the same time, there were just some some minor slip-ups here and there that, if they tighten their shot group, they could really be contenders for the title. Like, some of the ways that they played and some of the lines of play that they took during their games really caught their opponents off guard and really are almost, they remind me a lot of MVP Phoenix in the way that they're, they're able to find opportunities in games that are pretty even to tip the, tip the scales in their favor. This, the whole, how the tournament's gone, it really, it feels like the, there's going to be a, a pretty large disparity in, in team skill. EG, EG losing their first game against Wings is classic EG, right? There was their first game. And their 1-1 with OG, that first game was actually pretty close. I think I, di I didn't get to see all of it, but it was uh, a draw strategy that that very similar to what OG used to punish Alliance and win the first game that they played to get played against each other in 17 minutes. So it's uh, it was it was a pretty pretty respectable showing from the boys in blue. So they've shown the wisp, they've shown the draw. I don't know. We saw Meepo out of TNC yesterday, or out of uh, Execration. Sorry, not TNC. Execration yesterday. And it's really, there are a lot of teams that are right on the cusp of just being breakouts and kind of trying to break away from their their rivals. So this brings me to the most recent, probably two tournaments or one tournament. The Star Ladder Invitational was, it was a weird tournament. It was so close to TI, and you had these teams that came to play, and some of them tried really hard to play and win, and they won, and that was Na'Vi. And I think that's, that benefits Na'Vi a lot. They're a very emotional team. They play with a lot of emotion. Dendi, of course, is a very emotional player. So I think winning that tournament really was an emotional boost for them going into the International. However... At the international, uh, you know, 
I I know they went. They lost 2-0 to EG. I don't know how their other series went. If I wasn't driving, I'd pull the score for you guys. But I can't do that, unfortunately. I violate, you know, some laws somewhere. Maybe not here, but... It's interesting to me that a lot of teams held on to strategies for the international, and they're all they're breaking them out in the group stages now, right? And I'm going to use EG as an example because those are the games that I've watched and listened to, and I followed the team, so I can I can tell you I can illustrate my point by using examples from their games, even though I again even though I am a little biased against for EG because I've been cheering for them for forever, I still think that this has repercussions. For the game as a whole. I mean, we can even go to OG examples of them busting out the Naga Siren and the Tiny and using that to just kind of push their opponents around in the mid and the late game in Alliance and just slowly grind grind out their opponents, right? The threat, there's a constant threat of enemy of the enemy just winning a team fight, taking objectives, and you lose. So I think we're going to see teams not, because of how the group stage is incentivized and going to the upper bracket is way more favorable, way more favorable than dropping down to the lower bracket and playing best of one, that teams are not going to hold anything back, right? We've seen EG pull out the Wisp. We saw them pull out the Drow. We saw them pull out a PPD Chen. I mean, PPD is notorious for not playing micro-intensive heroes, right? He plays Tree. What does Tree do? He casts about three spells, or four, he casts his four spells constantly the entire game, and that's it. He runs at people, he hits them, he hides people, but he's on a Chen. He's on a Chen for Pete's sake. With the addition of Zai on the team, they, they have now a Wisp player, and Zai... If you haven't seen the highlight when he saves the Huskar during, I think it was their first game against Wings Gaming, you just, you got to watch it. It's incredible. It's like so well, or maybe it's the second game. It is so well-timed, you you just, you, you just can't believe he gets it off. So teams are not going to hold anything back. They're going to bring their A game. They're going to bring everything they got. And they're going to try to bear it down upon the group stage because, they're so incentivized to get to that upper bracket because they don't have to play best of one. And they are, and that ensures them that they're going to be able to go further in the tournament, right? So if we're playing, if we're looking at the game purely from percentages, right? The further you go in the tournament, the more likely you are to go further to a certain point. So if you start in the upper bracket, and you win your first game, or you win your first series, you are going, you are more likely to go further than the team you beat, up until a point. There, there's diminishing returns on this, and it, it, it doesn't, at some point, the rubber meets the road, and it doesn't make a huge, because there are less, you can't because you can go less far in the tournament. You cannot winning does not uh, increase. One, uh, winning a series doesn't increase 
how much further uh, it it doesn't increase how much further you can go. For example, if there are four matches and I win the first one, and there's a loser if if there's four matches and there's a loser's bracket and there's four branches for me to get to the winner's circle, four, four sets, right, four series, if I win the first series, I'm guaranteed to play at least two more series, right? I'm guaranteed to play the next series, and if, I'm, if I lose, I'm guaranteed to play the series that I go down into the loser's bracket. However, if I lose, I'm only guaranteed to play one more series because I could lose in the lower bracket. So... What that means is that that additional that additional series means that I'm guaranteed to place to place higher in the tournament. Of course, everybody wants to win. When you don't win, you're really sad. And blah blah blah. But but basically, that's that's what I'm saying. So. These teams are, and I, I like I like the two group or the two yeah I like the two group uh, makeup. I I'm not I don't know that I'm the biggest fan of the best of twos or like you play two games against each opponent and if you win you get three points and if you lose if you win one if you win two you get three points if you win one you get one point and if you don't win any you get no points. I think that's. It opens the door for a lot of collusion. However, on the flip side, the games are a lot better. The day for these teams isn't as long. Because you got to remember, they're playing like Group A today. They played, uh, each team played six games, which is six hours. Plus, I mean, consider a normal person, right? They work eight hours, right? So they they work eight hours. Let's say you get an hour for lunch. You know, that's, that's uh, you know, they're working seven hours. These teams, these games can go, you know, an hour plus, right? Including the draft, you know, these series are about an hour and a half, right? Or these, a game can be, a game could be easily an hour and a half. So, it's it's very taxing on these teams to play so many sets so quickly. On the flip side... Only having two matches opens the door can open the door for collusion. You know, one one on one or you know, Team X goes the all the team all the good teams just go one and one against each other and then they beat all the bad teams too. So it what it does what one one thing that it does that I, I I guess I didn't think about until I, I started talking about it is that it doesn't force teams to reveal as much, and it really it really uh, incentivizes teams to win two zero right, pull all the stops, win two zero, get the three points. That's worth if if you win one series two zero. That's as good as another team winning three games and losing three games. 
You could lose all the rest of your games. You could lose four games. You could go two and four. But because you went that 2-0, you, you, get, you get the same number of points as someone who wins all the three. So it really incentivizes teams to, to try to win 2-0. And the, I guess the thinking behind it is probably that the best teams will rise to the top. So like EG, OG, I guess TNC, uh, some some other teams that are out there. I, I don't know who else went 2-0 who, or who else, how many points everyone's got. I'll have to check that when I get home. But all the teams are just letting it all hang out. It's, it's going to be a great tournament. I think the patch is balanced. I think that teams are letting each other get the draw. They're kind of testing out how powerful the Shadow Demon is. We saw Universe on the Badden trying some of that North American off-lane, super annoying to lane, lane against. It's We've seen Morphling, Elder. I think Elder Titan is going to be the most winningest hero in the tournament. I mean, today his win rate's just been phenomenal. He's he is probably he's probably the most impactful hero in the game right now. His ability, his skill set, and his abilities not only fit the meta game really well, but because of the the buffs to his stomp, especially in the damage department, he's actually his spell damage is actually significant. Because before, the hero stomp was kind of that wonky spell. You got one point in, and you didn't really you didn't really need much else, right? You got one point in stomp, you max astral, you max spirit, ma, ma, or, uh, max spirit. Those are the things that you care about the most, that's, so that's what you get. They have the most game impact. Then, of course, that got nerfed into the ground, and... So they're trying to adjust his stomp and all these other things to to keep the hero, to bring the hero back to relevance, right? So I can't remember who I picked for most banned hero. I think it was the Shadow Demon. I think Shadow Demon is just, he is as good as the Elder Titan, but his skill set is just so good against melee carries, and it's so good at creating an environment in which it's very hard, or you can you can break the enemy base at very low risk. And you know, really, these teams, what that's one thing that it really comes down to is, yeah, you win all the team fights, yeah, you have the map control, but breaking the high ground against against Five heroes with buyback is very difficult at these high-skill, high-level games. So that's all the time I have for today. Thanks for listening. This is Nimbus Gaming signing off.